Chapter 9, Fulford Gate, Part 1 Harold knew that his position of king was under threat. Edgar, the exile's son, was still in the country, and although only thirteen, the boy had royal blood that Harold did not. But Harold's greater fear came from Normandy, where he knew that William was preparing to invade. The new king therefore wasted no time in getting an army of troops ready to wait for William's attack. Harold called in all of the housecarls who were professional soldiers. They were fierce warriors who had chainmail armour, large shields and axes. They were well trained and paid for their fighting. They would be the backbone of the English army. Harold also called in the help of local men, the fired. These men were not trained, but really farmers who owed military service. They did not usually get armour, but would have been equipped with a sword or an axe of their own. About 8,000 of Harold's men gathered on the south coast in March 1066 and waited for William to attack. Later that month, a bright comet passed in the sky. It was so clear that all of England saw it. Many interpreted this as bad news, an omen for death and destruction about to come their way. Meanwhile, over in Normandy, William was making his own preparations. He had trained soldiers of three different kinds. The cavalry, who rode horses into battle armed with long spears. Even the horses were trained for war and knew how to kick and bite the enemy. The infantry were men with armour who fought on the ground. And the archers, these men would be the first into battle to fire their arrows into the enemy. William did not have a navy, so he and his men had to quickly construct a fleet of boats to carry all of the men and about 300 horses over the channel. Finally, William prepared a castle to take with them, to put up the moment that they landed in England. This was incredibly ambitious, but by the early spring, all of the parts of the castle were carefully measured and ready to be loaded into a ship and carried to England. Then, at the moment William was ready to leave, the wind direction meant that they could not sail to England. The men had to wait for the wind to change. Harold's men waited patiently on the south coast, constantly expecting to see the Norman ships arrive on the horizon. However, as the summer wore on, they began to wonder if William would ever arrive and the English troops were fast running out of food. Then, as July turned into August, many of the fired appealed to the king, asking to return home. If the farmers did not go and gather in the harvest, then their families would not survive the winter. William's preparation in Normandy had been so thorough that the men were happy to wait for the wind through the summer as supplies of food and water were good. Harold, however, had no choice, and on the 8th of September, the English army disbanded and headed home. Part 2 Then, on the 20th of September, Harold got some terrible news. There had been an invasion of England, but not from William on the south coast, but from the Vikings and Tostig in the north. Tostig Godwinson, who had been so angry at his brother, Harold Godwinson, who was now the king, for not supporting his position as Earl of Northumbria, had gone to Norway shortly after. There he had met with the King of Norway, who was a descendant of King Canute of England. Tostig was determined to get revenge on his brother, so he persuaded the Norwegian king to invade England and take it back under his control. It was a very bold move from Tostig. Harald Hadrada, the Viking king, had been born into turbulent times, fought his way to the top and was a ruthless leader. Hadrada was his nickname and it meant hard ruler. He was a bloodthirsty and vicious Viking who was well used to violence. With Tostig's encouragement, Hadrada had prepared his army for battle and sailed to England, landing at a place outside York called Fulford Gate. Harold Godwinson was in London when he heard of the news of Hadrada's invasion and quickly reformed his army. 
Meanwhile, in Fulford Gate, his new allies of Edwin and Morcar had stepped in to defend King Harold's England. Given that they were the earls of Northumbria and Mercia, and their sister was the queen, they only stood to lose by the Viking invasion, and so immediately called troops to fight the invaders. But the earls were no match for the king of the Vikings, and about 150 English men were killed at the Battle of Fulford Gate. Edwin and Morcar survived. Hydrada, Tostig and their army went to the city of York, which yielded to them immediately. Many of the local people actually preferred a Scandinavian leader to Harold Godwinson of Wessex. There was a pleasant exchange of hostages, as was custom, when a town had lost a battle, that they would hand over people as payment to the winning side. Shortly after, the Viking army left the town to a place called Stamford Bridge, where they were to collect more hostages from the surrounding area.